Why did you do that, Josh? Are we sure we're recording this time? In this episode of K-12 Tech Talk, we talk about the potential for new CARES money and what we might buy. We talk a little E-rate discussion and 471s. We talk about general steps to take to lock down your Windows workstations. Have a listen. All things technical in K-12. This is K-12 Tech Talk Podcast with Josh, Chris, and Corey. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, <laughs> this is episode 21 of and a half and a half <laughs> <laughs> of K-12 Tech Talk. Good Lord. Josh, why don't you tell the listeners what you just did, buddy? We just recorded 33 minutes of an episode, and I forgot to hit the stupid record button. No, to be clear, we didn't record a damn thing. No, oh. you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're really lucky I didn't say the F word just now. <laughs> well, oh. Man, we had some good talk. Oh, my gosh. I am so I'm mad. So, I'm tired. I'm so tired right now. I am so What's, mad. Okay, let's just... Let's, we're going to like go through the motions. Okay, Chris, tell us about somethingcool.com. Well, because we're you did this clever thing where you were like, this is the... Yeah, right. So studio. tell us about somethingcool.com. Well, what studio are we in? I already did. The somethingcool.com studios. Live from somethingcool.com studios. I yeah, did there this. we go. In Jeremy's parents' There basement. we go. There we go. Yeah, somethingcool.com, a proud sponsor of the K-12 <laughs> tech k12 tech podcast uh jeremy sent me an email k12 tech talk podcast uh now on twitter uh jeremy sent me an email last episode we talked about uh that sonic wall stuff that was going on uh cory had cold mcdonald's uh because what did did you get the email while you were eating mcdonald's cory what was that bit yeah why were you eating cold mcdonald's like is that a regular thing josh's son is messaging Oh my God. This is Josh's son. I was in my room and all I heard was, oh God. And I'm like, <laughs> he forgot to start recording. And I left my butt off just, I'd let you, and I laughed my butt off, just thought I'd let you know. Did he legit? J- Jackson just <laughs> yeah, messaged that's me. my kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, cold, cold McDonald's. Um, we're I think so it's funny that right Jackson now. found you. Well, what you uh, don't know, Josh, I mean, is I that am pretty famous. They've been talking for years. Yeah. I am pretty famous. <laughs> I am pretty famous. Um, yeah, so Saturday, Sonic, we we podcasted Saturday, and Sonic Wall had sent an email out that there was a, a serious vulnerability. Well, they, the very next day, Sunday, they sent a follow-up basically saying all firewalls were fine, all the net extender clients were fine, and the majority of their SMA appliances were fine as well. I think they actually got it down to one or two models nice. that may have had the vulnerability. Um, so that, you know, but why were you eating cold McDonald's? Well, cause my McDonald's, my wife brought McDonald's home. And then I, right when I started, you know, like mitigating the sonic wall issue. So I let the food sit there. She I didn't see. warm it up for you, dude. You don't warm up McDonald's air fry that thing. Yeah. You could. Air fry we do have a, a pampered chef air fryer and pampered chef is not a sponsor of this podcast, <laughs> but they could be. And that would be sweet. Okay. <sighs> anyways. What else did we talk about? The episode that we didn't record was so much better than this. It it, it was. I am still so, just. It's okay. It's okay. No, we're fine. No, we're good. 
So Jeremy did want us to clear the air on something because we didn't know what we were talking about, SMA. He said that is the secure mobile access. It's basically a, VB, a VPN concentrator. Uh, he said most smaller companies don't use those, uh, but Jeremy did want to, of course, get this plug. He has about 100 firewalls that they manage that are sonic walls, uh, and none of those were affected by the vulnerability that we talked about. And then he wanted me to do uh, uh, advertisement, blah, blah, blahs about the services that they offer, manage backups, wired and wireless networking, virtual infrastructure, and outsourced IT service. So if you're interested in knowing what Jeremy Porter can do for you, email sales at somethingcool.com. Corey, have a drink for me, man. So what do you guys, um, so it looks like districts may be getting some extra money. So what are you guys going to be? <laughs> I'm having but just for the listeners, that is this, this is the exact conversation we had 30 minutes ago. It is, but it's it was way better the first time. So yeah, we're look on our list of things. We we might look at interactive panels, getting rid of our nine-year-old uh smart boards. Um, you know, the the big players in that field are obviously smart and their interactive panel. We have three three of those in the environment already. Um uh, Promethean's a big player, not that we would not that we have any of that, but I know it's a big name in the field. Um, I've done some research on a product line called New Line. And then while we were researching New Line, uh, another one that popped up was BenQ, B-E-N-Q. Um, and I think I think they're all in that two to three to $4,000 range, uh, depending on what size you go with. We're, we would look at this 75 inch. Those are the, we've installed three of these already. And that's the size that we've kind of stuck to. Um, just because it's similar in size to the existing smart boards. But uh, another project that we're looking at doing is I'm going to probably re replace my core with some 10 gig capable chassis switches uh, to connect to my, a new... Speaking of your core, have you been going to the gym? Oh my God, again. <laughs> yes. Uh, to, to connect to my host and hopefully get a new SAN. So a new SAN, a new core on the short project list of uh, things to do, hopefully with CARES money, if we can kind of get that to fit in that project. That was another good bit. Like Josh talked about getting up at like 4.30 in the morning, going to the gym. I talked about Corey looking good tonight. His physicality was on point. I mentioned Josh as well. And then he talked about his core switches and I cracked this joke about Josh's core. It was perfect. Yep. And then, oh, <laughs> hey, Josh, make keyboard noises really quick. What do you mean? Like put your Type? keyboard. Yeah. Oh, d didn't you just find some cool website that's like free <laughs> or something? <laughs> yes, classflow.com. Uh, I don't remember how I came across this website, but it, as a as a stopgap to getting rid of smart notebook, classflow.com, they're not a sponsor, but could be. Um, they can take smart notebook files, convert them to this online platform, and you can create, edit, document or whatever you call i don't know what do you call those smart notebook files what type of file is that i think in it dot notebook well right but what i'm saying is, is like it's not a word processing file it's not a it's not a uh spreadsheet it's not a presentation i mean i guess it kind of is a computer file okay yep. um so it takes those smart <laughs> notebook type computer files and makes them web-based so that you can edit them from a chromebook and they their website claims that they can work on any brand of interactive classroom display um and it from what i can tell the accounts are free um so it, it'd be worth looking at classflow.com so yes. interesting that you say this <laughs> 
I'm just trying to repeat my words. Yeah, because from- and you, and you got to understand, we went through an entire show, and I didn't hit the record button. So this is just and we awful. didn't take any sort of break. Like we just rolled right back into it again. Yeah, it was um, pretty beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> so for the for the audience, not for us. Um, so we are looking at um, possibly getting interactive TVs. Uh, we were already going to look at replacing all of our old smart boards um, over like four years um why four years well i at the time this was before we the district thought we might be getting extra our new round of uh cares money and i don't is it is it cares money it's i don't know if that's, that's what the proper thing it. okay yeah but yeah um, that's what it is so we in last summer my superintendent and i discussed uh developing a plan and you know that was probably just going to be paid out of local funds so we developed a four-year plan to, to replace all our boards um, and so we've got pricing on new traditional smart boards, and we also got pricing from smart for their 75 inch MX series TVs. And we also have got pricing from Promethean for our, their 75 inch TVs as well. Um, smart did give us a discount. They said, you know, we can develop a four year plan for you and we'll basically lock this pricing in now. Um, and smart and Promethean are basically identical. Nice. Um, so it looks like most likely we're going to purchase one, whatever vendor we decide, um, we're going to purchase one on a mobile cart, our mobile stand, leave it in the boardroom and let teachers come in and see it uh, and then make a decision on if we want to go interactive TVs or not. Uh, it does seem like the popular thing. I I honestly would be interested if, if our TVs or if our teachers still wouldn't rather have a traditional board, honestly, because uh, they still are bigger. Uh, even a 75 inch TV is still not quite a bit smaller, but it is smaller than a, a standard 77 inch smart board. So if, yeah, if you look at the square inches, it's it is smaller, but not that much. Mm. So yeah, we have uh, Epson Brightlinks at the secondary level, uh, and those come with their own software. But most teachers end up asking for smart software to be installed on those. Then at the elementary level, we still do smart boards, uh, and we do that district-wide licensing, you know, to keep us up to date. I don't know if I could do it all over again. I always, I was a fan of Promethean when we demoed it, uh, but it's hard now to like make that call to change. I, I'll struggle. Speaking of that, what do you guys do with DGA in the walls? Are you moving the HDMI? Hmm, what do you guys never doing? thought about it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have maybe three or four classrooms where we installed a new projector. We decided to run an HDMI cable instead. Um, we are, are all of our projectors are a traditional Epson projector. So that Epson, those still have both VGI and HDMI, VGA and HDMI. So, I mean, I don't really know. There's not a benefit, you know, to getting rid of your VGA, unless that's just something you wanted to do and, you know, make things nicer. But like, like our classrooms still have an amp with classroom speakers. So it's not like HDMI oh, wow. is going to help the audio at all. Like, so VGA and HDMI is just carrying video. So, yeah. And so many of those new boards come with a built in device, like the smart ones that we have out of the box. They have an Android device built into them. And there's <clears throat> line items to put Windows devices. Like, you can literally pull off a, a blank panel and slide in a windows pc into that device so i mean if you really had to 
you could get away completely from running cables to the desktop. Josh, are you telling me the cloud is the future? <laughs> See, Maybe. that landed so much more natural. Oh man, it did the first too. time the through. First, the first, well, we're like robots right now. We're just trying to. <laughs> we're just regurgitating. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but I'm ready for this next segment, Josh. But first, will you make me a co-host? Oh. That's what we figured out. Oh my God, we're not recording again. (laughs) No, we are. (laughs) I blame you guys for not catching it. You know what? From this time forward, I will be in charge of looking to see if the recording light is on. All right, Chris. Sounds awesome. Okay. I'm going to share my sound on my computer. So last time we debated what we were going to call the segment, but now we know. So somebody announced this segment. Uh, This segment is sponsored by... Provision Data Solutions, not PDS. Provision Data Solutions is based out of Chesterfield, Missouri. Uh, I've been a client of Provision since 2010, and they do everything from uh, wireless to switching to helping you with your servers to providing you servers to uh, server troubleshooting. Uh, give Ryan Rothkoff an email, Ryan R at provisionds.com. And this is Ro- Ryan's random... No, Ryan Rothkoff, Ryan Rothkoff's randomosity. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that's new. We didn't yeah, do that in the last episode. This segment is Ryan Rothkoff's randomosity. <laughs> Good. Kind of like the fart sound better. No, no. Don't even get him started. No, okay. So last... I mean, that don't was an improvement. Don't even get him started. Because last time... It was like 60 seconds. We tried to figure out what Ryan's email address was. True. And then we talked about the magical noise for a good two minutes. No, that was better. Because we're getting close. And here's the other problem. Like, I think we've only been going at the new pod for about 15 minutes. Yeah. So we've missed about 15 minutes worth of content somehow. Because <laughs> we're about to the point where Josh realized he wasn't recording last No, we are, we're there. Because that's Chris wanted to host whenever I realized I made the horrible mistake. Yeah, we're like, Chris, well, you guys, okay, in my mind, you guys were like, Chris, go find a magical noise. We didn't say that. <laughs> no, that was not said. And I was like, okay, guys, I can do it. Okay, so what are we so talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan wants us to talk about E-rate. So last episode, uh, we, we, we talked about consulting and how, you know, if, if you're a one-man shop or, you know, you have too much on your plate, consulting can be the way to go. But overall, if, if you can, you should do it yourself because a lot of times those consultants will uh, have you do all the legwork anyway. You'll be doing the walkthroughs. You'll be doing the RFPs. You'll be telling them what you want yours to say. So if you can, do it yourself. And then we were saying last time, that you guys get to hear that we are not E-rate experts by any means. No. Mm-hmm. But we do it ourselves and we do our best. But anything that we say, uh, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I, I went over the fact that I, I've um, uploaded or certified my 471s. So I'm at the point of waiting on USAC to look at my request for funding and issue a commitment letter. But in the process of that, um, I attended a webinar last week that said, when you go to do your 471s, there's a, a question about, do you have a contractor? Can you reference a contract? And that in the very least, if you don't have a legitimate contract, like if you just have a quote from a vendor um, or a bid from a vendor that you've accepted as part of your, uh, in, in the 470 process, you should 
email that vendor and say, you know, Hey, this is in reference to quote, blah, blah, blah. Um, your, your bid was the bid selected for the project. I'll be submitting it to USAC. Um, the project shouldn't start before July one. And this is confirmation of, uh, we plan to move forward. The, the consultant that I was, uh, attending the webinar said that you could, you could print that email or print it to PDF and upload that as your contract inside of the USAC portal for your 471. So Wednesday, I spent like my entire morning making PDF copies of emails that I sent to vendors saying your your project was selected, um, and then uploading the contract into the USAC portal. And if you don't don't know where contracts are in the USAC portal, you sign in, you go to manage this organization in the upper right hand corner. And then uh, I believe across the top, about halfway contracts is listed and you can, you click that link and you go in and you, you can manage your contracts. You should see all of your prior years contracts. You, and the weird thing is you cannot delete a contract. You can only add contracts. Um, so you can add a contract from there and you can reference a 470 um, from there as well when you upload the the contract. So when you, when you go to make your 471 and do an FRN, you can request or you can reference the contract so that the USAC reviewer can see the bid and the contract. So that's your little E-rate tip for this week. Josh, my wife just came up stairs holding her Facebook app opened in disgust with you about not recording. I know. I, I'm disgusted. With, oh yeah, I see it. I'm disgusted with myself. So I, uh, Josh, do you do RFPs when you um, for for really big? convoluted projects we will and they typically will require well you can't require it but we will host an on-site pre-bid meeting um if it's like a wiring redo and i want them to look at the closet that needs to be redone or you know mm -hmm. something pretty crazy but the last couple of years if i'm just buying a switch and a number of ap's i just released the 470 I, I haven't bothered with an rfp so i'm basically the same uh we are we did go for a lot uh for E-rate this year. So I did do an RP and I will be able to open my sealed bids tomorrow. And I'm very just to open them. How many responses have you gotten? Do you know? Two. That's it? Yeah. And, and, and you know, I was, I've been thinking about this um, and it, it kind of makes sense because USAC used to, you know, you used to be have to be pretty vague on your 470. Yeah. Like you used to not even be able to say equivalent to, you just had to say, you know, a hundred APs. Then they allowed you to say, 100 APs equivalent to Aruba. Well, now in the 470, you can just flat out pick Aruba. You don't have to put equivalent to. So, you know, that immediately rules out a lot of vendors like, oh, you know, we provide a, a different wireless solution. West County or West County is asking for uh, for Aruba. We're not going to bother to bid. Like, yeah, you know, I think it you, just cut a lot. You would think so. But then I still had like in my Switch 470, I had vendors from California and Michigan replying just cold call sending me bit sending me quotes for switch it, it I don't, that's to me that's annoying yeah and mine was like we're, we're we're looking at replacing racks um so there's a there's some a lot of hands-on work this time so i think you know i didn't get a lot of those like you just said rando companies from across the country just sending you know generic quotes right because they knew like oh we there's other work in all right, Chris, have you been having any shortage, hardware shortage? It's funny you ask. <laughs> it's almost like we've been through this once. Um, I, I mean, a quick, quick story. I had a teacher 
um, her projector died. I ordered it uh, off of Amazon, which is not my norm, uh, but the, the companies that I would normally use, uh, those projectors were on back order with no good ETA. So I found projector on Amazon. It was from a third party. I ordered that thing. Uh, and then uh, they called me uh, to say that they accidentally uh, put a pallet, a large pallet of stuff on top of my projector box and smashed it to pieces. And then they offered me uh, to, you know, wait a little bit, but to send a new one, which of course I said, sure. Uh, and then that new one got lost in the mail. Uh, and then I had to order another one. Uh, and then that one came and it was missing a part. And that's like, Weird. I guess that's COVID related. I don't know like what the deal is. Like no one can get these parts from Epson or whatever. Uh, and then I just had another projector from another company uh, that uh, it was showing as shipped. It Then it was shown as delivered and it ended up in Maryland, uh, delivered to Maryland. So what I, don't the know what the, I don't know what the deal is. It's just weird. And then I've had uh, a Chrome device uh, that I ordered like back in October, a Chrome tab. I know you guys hate Chrome tabs because you told me a few minutes ago. Uh, but I ordered that thing back in October and it's been back ordered uh, the whole time as well. So just weird shipping stuff going on. You guys placed Chromebook orders, right? That you're still waiting on? How'd you know that? I don't know. We placed uh. a Chromebook order <laughs> of 185 in August and uh, the vendor, their HPs, HP used to try to provide the vendor uh, specific weeks. Like we were told it's gonna be over Christmas vacation. Now HP, the vendor saying HP will no longer give them any sort of specifics other than it's going to be this quarter. So my Chromebooks could are supposed to be quarter one, which is January through March. So I had a similar discussion with our vendor. We're still waiting on a May order from May of 230. Um, they A couple of weeks ago, they had told me quarter one. And then last Friday, they called me and said they think it's going to arrive sometime um, either next week or the week after, which is pretty funny because that same day I get a phone call from um, the vendor that we purchased Chromebooks for from a month ago, 1100 of them, and they're going to be here about the same time. So an order from May is going to arrive next week and an order from last month is going to arrive last week. So it just gives you, I, HP has had some serious problems and I don't know where the, where the blame lay, lies, lays, I'm not sure what the correct use, um, but it's, it's a mess, man. Have you guys ordered or installed vape detectors yet? Nope. Nope. So last year about this time, we installed four or five of them. Um, and come to find out they've been damaged um, and they no longer work. So the uh, we sent them in for repair and we got RMA. So we're reinstalling vape detectors in two of our buildings. Have you had good, like have, have the principals been impressed by what they picked up? Yeah. Yeah. You want a bowl full of vapes? Yeah. It's the secretary at one of the buildings. She, they had me put her on the email that it sends because it it alerts via email, and uh, she goes out there and stands outside the bathroom with her hand out. You know, okay, hand it over. I know you have it. It it's pretty. So it shoots off an email and a text yeah, or what? It shoots off an email. Uh, you can do text if you know the email um, setting or the email string to get text. Like you can send a text to a. AT&T right. cell phone by doing phone number at AT&T, whatever. Um, but yeah, you can, you can send it to any number of recipients. The They're expensive. should know that we are in new content. Now. Yeah. That was a new topic, by the way. We are in uncharted waters right now. We made it boys. Oh, I should have had like a, what would be like a fart sound. 
we made it, boys. Yeah, like a ship sailing noise. You are way too obsessed with that sound machine. All right, shoot. what else going on, gentlemen? I can do it, guys. I can find a ship sailing noise. What else uh, you got, Corey? Okay, talk to me. Um, talk to me as if I don't know what I'm talking about. If I want to use group policy to lock down my workstation, hit me with some best practices, some straight up out of the gate, what would you do stuff? BIOS password, right, Corey? Well, that's not done with group policy. I know, but that's one thing that I didn't think to do a couple of years ago, and I got chastised by Corey and another person. Um, I mean, we, I'm, I inherited group policy. Uh, you my, can say it was a mess, Corey. You can say my, that. No, like my want to lock things down from my old school district. Or, um, so I brought that to where I'm at now. So we. You know, I've been there seven years, and so over seven years, we've locked a lot of stuff down. Where to start with? Um, the the best things would be to like block executables from running uh, from certain locations for sure. Um, like you know, and that's more of app locker than group policy. Group policy can do it as well, but like we restrict any executable batch file, command file from being run from certain locations. Um, and there is some headache associated with that. For sure. Like when you enable that, you are going to have complaints of stuff. And then you just add exception or you tell them, oh, you know, no, just we drag need to it to the desktop way uh, like that absolutely kills cricket. Um, we no longer support cricket on district computers because of this. Really? Cricket, cricket will not work through AppLocker. Um, it packages its file and I believe it's a dot jar file and AppLocker can see what files are trying to run in the compiled file, but you can't allow it. And so it, it, it just won't work. Um, and so yeah, that uh, Cricket had a web version. They killed that. So basically Cricket doesn't, don't work on our computers. Cricket um, don't work here. Uh, and we do a lot, you know, we do a lot of stuff with group policy as far as setting like office settings and all kinds of, we you know, we lock down control panel, lock down this, you know, the newer Windows 10 settings up. We do all kinds of stuff. Uh, first thing I would say to do would be remove admin privileges for every user. Okay. Um, restrict access to the command prompt for certain users, especially student users. Um, like Corey said, restrict execute. I we we're only doing it from the download folder for now, and that's that's enough of a headache even for me. I mean that a policy is applied to myself and the guys in my office, and anytime I get a a link for to join a WebEx or a stupid Zoom, I can't I can't download the link and then run it. I have to drag it to my desktop. Um, or I'm you know you mean you 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 are a good soul in that you apply the rules to yourself as well. Absolutely, yeah. We dog that's food good. it, yeah. Um, trying to think what else. We uh, did it, fellas. We made it to new territory. That was not good. Oh, like um, a bomb. Trying to think. Screensaver, timeout, lock. You know where they have to enter credentials to unlock a PC. Yeah, there's just so so much, so much. Disable incognito window and browsers. Um, like because like then applications like have, like Chrome for example or Zoom have like group policy templates that then you use. It's just, it's just so much, but I didn't realize I mean, zoom had a template. Oh yeah. Huh? Yep. Nice. I like it. Thank All you right. for the information. What else you got, Chris? That's it. I'm out. All right. Well, we're probably not our 30 minutes this week. That's totally my fault. Cause I forgot to hit the record. I think it button. was pretty close. Honestly, I think it'll, we we'll be close, good. but it, it won't. 
the first version of this that you haven't heard was much better. Um, I apologize for that. Next week, we will be back on point. I have a uh, question. Do you, yeah. do you think Jeremy will pay us double since we did double the work? Oh, I think Jeremy and PDS should. Whoa, no, I'm sorry, provision. provision. Sorry, provision. And you use them in the same sentence again. <laughs> so if you have a topic uh you want us to talk about or like chris said how to lock down a workstation shoot us an email k12 tech talk at gmail.com chris what's our twitter or Corey, whoever is yeah. running it who's what's our twitter account k12 tech talk pod yes some jabroni had k12 tech talk already taken he hadn't tweeted since 2015 you couldn't have the account we're gonna buy him out with all that podcast money we'd be making. He had only tweeted like maybe 10 times. And right. we, we are going to do a dash and then our name so that you know who's talking. I haven't tweeted yet. Me either. I've been waiting. Well, somebody did and said might, it was me. I might air some grievances. Yeah, I, go, I, I was the ghost of Josh. Because you posted <laughs> a good you, you, you posted oh, yeah. A good one. Yeah, Emotet's been taken down. That was really you that, that put that? And you yeah, he, he did name? it. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I am master. He wants to be me. Well, that's been episode 21 of K12 Tech Talk. Thanks for listening. We put in twice the work and put out half the product. Um, (laughs) Hey, uh, I did not friend. Your son sent me a friend request. I declined it. Uh, Wow, that's rude. Copa. That blocks him. That's blocked. That's weird. Well, he still... He was still messaging me somehow. Oh, yeah. He he, He asked if you needed a bourbon. Yeah. (laughs) He loves you. Yeah, just like you do. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, till next week. Bye-bye. See you guys later. See ya.